Side by side, a pair walk down a smooth paved sidewalk. The first with gangly limbs and locks once long and luminous. Now the hairs have been shorn down to their smiling skull. The other capricious figure comes to her companion's knee. And the shoes on her feet flash brightly with a flaming pattern etched into the tongues and bearing toes twinkling with gems and lights, blinking in the bright daylight with each bounding step. Lenny, her voice rings as she rambunctiously reaches for her swinging hand. Lenny, one day I will cut my hair and look like you. The two of them had just been to the hairdresser, and Lenny had to bring their younger sister along in the adventure, as the pair's parents had been misplaced for a few days. It would be rather ridiculous, and also irresponsible, to leave poor Peyton unchaperoned. After all, she was but eight years old, and though she may be small, the world is rather cold, and troubles tower tall. But no more of those boring, bothersome woes. Len and Peyton's morning had been spent meandering to the middle of town. They caught sight of a coffee shop and went up to the counter, hoping for some energy so that they might entirely enjoy the day. Then they appeared at the unassuming facade of the hairdresser shop. The hairdresser herself was a sight, rippling muscles in a strong stance, covered in twisting tattoos from toe to tip. But she had on her face a heartwarming smile, and immediately invited the two into her shop. While Len was in the woman's designated seat, the deed they longed for was done to their delight. Their crimson-red ringlets fell rapidly to the floor, pooling around their toes like a trench of blood. In the mirror, they gazed at their grinning guys. Meanwhile, Peyton's fidgeting feet had her flying around the room. She was running rampant around the rotating chairs, her scattered mind sending her to all sorts of fantasies, of cumulus clouds, and of soaring clear above them. But while she was running round, her face drawn in a smile, she heard the faraway sound of Len with their new style. Peyton Love, the older was calling, their now lighter head held high. The nice lady is all finished, and now we need to head home. The sides of Lenny's skull were now shaved down, and a neat floppy fringe was still left to flutter over their eyes. Peyton groaned and gathered herself, begrudgingly compliant. They looked like a woodpecker, the child mused, as languidly she strode over to her sibling. Her sneakers lit up with every little lilting step she took. She tottered over to Len, taking their hand in her own tiny one. Toward the doorway she was pulled, kicking the ground as she went. For she had been having quite a good time, and hours upon hours would not nearly have been enough time for her to fully fulfill her heart's fleeting desires. Then she felt a tugging at her wrist again, and knew it was time to leave. The child turned round for one more sight, but then her eyes went wide, because something wasn't right about the scene she spied. With her jaw unhinged, hanging slack somehow, nearly a foot wider than most mouths would move, the hairdresser stood staring at the girl with an expression so blank it left so much to the imagination. The woman's eyes were black as the wicked night, sclera and pupil married in pulsing pitch. And as Peyton stood frozen, fear creeping further and further, slinking slowly up her shivering spine, the lady in front of her languidly began lashing her arm out and grasping handfuls of hair from the ground, shoveling them into her gaping maw. Lenny, the girl cried. Lenny, I need to go back in now. The hairdresser was holding out a hand now, croaking a finger, beckoning the child closer. 
but her sibling just continued to walk out of the store, their chin high, their heart filled with the warmth of confidence. They assumed, as adults are often wont to do, that their younger counterpart was in the throes of imagination, and that that imagination was to be ignored. And so, the girl was dragged away, her dragging feet moved slow. They had finished their day, and home the two did go. Behind the siblings, as they continued to stride down the sidewalk, the flapping wings of a bird in flight were just above them. The creature landed gently on the ground to Peyton's glee, just a few yards ahead of her brightly flickering footwear. It cocked its head, as if it was awaiting an answer to some profound question that had not already been asked. As Lenny sighed, their sister ran at the bird with great speed, looking to startle it and send it flying off the sidewalk. But the feathered creature did not seem to fear any foe, no matter how much larger the challenger might have been. So the girl skidded to an abrupt stop, and taking the lack of flight in its part as a wordless invitation, she let her knees lay on the sidewalk near the canary. Little friend, she whispered, my little friend on my little street. You would barely believe what happened to my sibling and I today. The bird looked dutifully on, remembering every word, and soon it would be gone, reporting what it heard. This bonus episode was written by Emily Loris and edited by Kirsty Robson, with music by Alex Schwartz. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. As I record this, I'm almost two months on testosterone, and as you can likely tell, my voice has changed a lot already, and will probably continue to change. Yes, this is the same Matthew O.K. Smith whose voice you heard way back at house number one. I'm excited that this aspect of the show will sound a bit more like how I'd always hoped it would, and I hope you enjoy the change as much as I do. Thanks for listening. Come back soon.